the Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. We are here once again in the studio because we have not been evicted. We've come in, we've squatted, we've said to the landlord, fuck you, we're staying in exchange for money and we're here once again. How are we all doing? Hope everybody is... I don't know. I, I feel always every week when I say I hope everyone's good. I know most people go, fuck's sake, Dave. You should know by now we're not good. We're in the middle of a really shit time. And anytime you say I hope you're good, it just reminds us how shit a time we're in. But you know what? It's just a figure of speech. I don't care if you're good or not. Welcome to the podcast. And I'm just, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a wee bit distant today. I'm thinking about other things. My mind are on other places. And that place is is on the United States presidential election. I mean, what would I rather be doing? Sitting here, recording the podcast, or sitting at home, just watching BBC News, refresh, refresh, to see what's going on in the country, and I can give a fuck about, and see what's happening in a political system. It doesn't give a fuck about me. Hey, there we are. All I know, again, Ben, you're a bit more into politics than me. You have to keep me straight here. I may say a few things that might... You'll be incorrect. So if you know any facts, you know, jump in there and let me know. First and foremost, we've got Trump, Trumpy, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, probably the best uh, cast member of The Apprentice that there's been. Maybe Sugar's close, but but then maybe maybe Trump second, maybe Arnold third. Who knows? He's there. He's the president. He's the guy. He's the man that makes it happen. Whatever it is, I don't know because I'm not a US politics guy. Then there's Joe Biden, the founding father of the United States, the man that's been in politics since 1902. And he, he just he's desperate to get that golden ticket. He just wants to be the president just before he dies, which inevitably will probably be in office, but he wants it. He wants to hold the chalice. He wants to milk it. He wants to say, I finally done it, Daddy. And that's what he wants. But... That's exciting, and people are losing their shit about it, you know. I feel that's a, a theme that's going on on a lot of uh, platforms these days, are people having opinions on things they know nothing about. And I think I'm just going to wade into it. You know, that's, that's what we're all about here, the the US political system. I know nothing. I'm just going to say, who would I vote for out of the two? Um, I don't know their policies. You know, all I know, Trump wants to make the rich richer. So hey, that benefits me. You know, and Biden, the old guy, wants to get in and just rat-a-tat-tat in the Middle East once again. So, I mean, it's what do you want? Do you want all that cash or do you want... You know, again, that may or may... Is that true? Is that what their policies are? I'm pretty sure I saw a video of Biden doing that. Rat-a-tat-tat, I think he said. You know, and again, which is weird, he went to Bin Laden, who's, as far as I'm aware, dead already. So, I mean, that could just be his old dementia brain going, I'm, I'm coming for you. And then Trump just doesn't like anybody other than white, Anglo, Saxon Protestants, which, I mean, although I'm a feminist, I am, but I mean, it's an exciting time. Are you going to stay up and, and watch the results come in like a fucking nerd, Ben, or are you going to maybe sleep, sleep or do something else that may be more enjoyable than, than that? And now a lot of people will be like, oh my God, Dave, you're so ignorant. You are so, how can you not see the ramifications? You know, I'm just happy with what we've got. I'm happy with Arlene. I'm happy with Michelle. Just two feminists, just killing it. You know, just two guys running the country with esteem. You know, they do their own thing. They do whatever they want. They just take money from people left, right and centre and just own it. You know, and that's what it's all about. 
and I think you know maybe the US should should take a little bit of a a lead from here and maybe just listen look at the way things are crashing all around them and just say you know what let's go fucking holidays for three years it'll figure itself out you know that's what it's about and here we are you know and I hope that whoever whichever delusional old guy wins the elections dead on to us you know I hope it doesn't they don't come over here and I hope you know Trump doesn't be like you know what Biden wanted to rat-a-tat-tat the Middle East. Hopefully Trump's not like, I'm going to rat-a-tat-tat Belfast and the surrounding areas because that would definitely disturb my day. But other than that, yeah, I think I can give, give a fuck about it. You know, I don't think, I think there's more important things to worry about at the moment. Um, like COVID, Ben, have you done a COVID test yet? Nope. And you're supposed to do one every single week before you come to the podcast because you're putting me at risk. The, the, the UK and Ireland's number one most popular podcaster, apparently, according to a source that I saw online last week, which was my Twitter account, but apparently so. So next week, definitely wear a mask. Should have probably worn a mask this week because we're still celebrating Halloween, which is, you know, something I think is not what they do. You just, you have like a week long Halloween celebration and like just go around and steal sweets off kids. That's, do you do much of that? No stealing, no, just we just go for kids. Ben does have kids. I just want to point out not... He wasn't just going to a disco with kids because then that would be problematic for me, certainly, as as a guy that, I guess, employs you to come and, and help me out if it comes out that you're just going to kids' discos without any affiliation to kids. Weird. Bit strange. Um, and what sort of uh, things do you do at this kids' disco? Um, do you dress up? Yeah, well, just in the living room. Wasn't that, like, fancy? Of your own house? Yep. Okay, because um, again, that could mean something else. It could just be another child's living room. Ben could have effectively become a housebreaker, breaking and entering into the house. And with, with what did, what were you dressed as? Mario. Mario? The plumber? Yep. I mean, it's getting more pornographic, isn't it? He turns up to someone, some child's house dressed as a plumber. And did you offer to fix any pipes when you were there? No, no. And who else was at the party? My wife and two kids. And what were they dressed as? Please tell me Luigi, a toadstool and a princess. My son was Luigi. Very nice. Daughter was Cinderella and my wife was a witch. A what? A witch. Oh, no dressing up needed there. But um, boom, uh, He said that off air, not me. Sorry, my, my mistake. But yeah, it was a weird Halloween. I am, um, you know, again, one of these, the, the times people are like, oh, it's Halloween. Let's, you know, get, get excited. And it's COVID. You know, I was like, oh, because of damn COVID, I couldn't do Never have I done anything Halloweeny ever other than just eat loads of food and watch TV. You know, um, I hate the fact that kids come to my door and I'm expected as an adult to give them sweets. You know, I still in my head think I am a big child. So whenever kids come to the house, I begrudge giving them treats. You know, the only treats I have the last couple of Halloweens have been my own private collection of sweets that I've had to just be like, oh, serious, take take my sweets, take my Maltesers. And then I have no Maltesers, so I have to eat fucking bananas. So then I had a brainwave. I was like, you know what? I will offer the kids the stuff that I don't want. So like last year, when the kids were coming to the door, they were like trick or treat or whatever, or the goose is getting fat, which is a weird thing. Um, and they'd be like, what do you have? And I'd just be giving them like bits of cut up carrot, coleslaw, you know, old potatoes that I wasn't eating anymore, and gravy granules, which, you know, again, that last year a lot of kids were ungrateful for. This year, in a time of global pandemic and uh, possible, you know, I guess I guess post-apocalyptic worlds that are they're very believable in the future. The kids nowadays would be very grateful. Should have given them toilet roll really and pasta, you know. Again, I want to ask a lot of people out there who did stock toilet rolls. How's that worked out for you? Like it's a weird thing, 
Did they do? Did you hoard anything at the start of this, or did you? We went to Linus with like a bag of pasta. And, and how big are we talking? Like a decent size. Like decent. Like I, I, I was expecting you to just like be saying like I mean like a fucking bag, like a bag of pasta, just one, just one bag, one, one medium sized bag of pasta. And then did you come home, put it in your cupboard, and be like, I do this, you know, if if we're locked down, sorted. And we didn't open it for ages. And have you got through it yet? Just about. Nice. I got a big bulk order in today, actually, in the house. Um, I ordered raisins and nuts, three kilograms worth, in a big fucking bag. And Catherine, my wife, right, genuinely looked at me um, and was like, you're not going to eat them at once? I was like, it's fucking three kilograms. Like, I know I'm a greedy bastard, but I mean, what am I going to do? Like, it's like this size of bag of fucking nuts and raisins with yogurt on them because I'm on a diet at the minute, but I've got a sweet tooth, so I want a little bit of, a wee bit of... Bit of something from time to time, rather than just eating Malteser truffles, which cost the appointed box. May I add? So you know, I just thought I'd do that. So she genuinely thought I was just going to sit my big fat arson from the U.S. elections, eating three kilograms worth of sweets. Um, and I'm not going to do it. But out of spite, you know, there is a chance that she may do something to annoy me, and I may have to eat three kilograms worth of nuts and raisins covered in yogurt. But you know, I don't know how how it's going to pan out. Again, good present for Halloween. Uh, people if I had had those before you know now but I didn't I'm selfish you know so the kids got the carrots the kids got the coleslaw and again they, I say they got the coleslaw because of Covid where they're not coming to the door like in my street I have a very um need to watch what I say about my street I have a very I guess I want to I say kind street the, the people in my street are very kind they're very um open to um, ideas to make living in our street more enjoyable. Now, what I find about living in a street is you live in a house on a street. You don't live in a street. Your neighbours are your neighbours. They're not your friends. If anything, they're your enemies. You're competing against them every day to be better than them. But my neighbours want to do stuff every time... Like Christmas comes, Halloween comes, whenever lockdown happened, you, there's a group WhatsApp. Now, I may add, I get the information in the group WhatsApp by proxy from my wife because she said do you want to be in a group what's up with your street and I very quickly went fucking no I don't you can keep that yourself I don't want to know what my street are up to I don't know what the guys my street are up to no interest so came along to, to Halloween started start lockdown sorry everyone was like, like what can we do to try and make this better so everyone was like you know let's set up like little libraries at the end of our driveway so the kids can you know go and swap books or whatever that's all good you know maybe have a wee jumble sale at certain someone's house you know i'm thinking that's kind of you know no offense a bit gay you know to do all that i'm not not interested in that someone should have said to me right what i've done i've got a six by four piece of plywood i've cut a hole in it and i'm doing a glory hole that's what i'd be interested in if you're like that would make the street a bit more spicy you know that would be my suggestion probably why i'm not on the whatsapp but that would be my suggestion so anyway i digress back to the point halloween came people were like right well, you know, we can't be knocking on doors because of the spread of virus, but we also can keep our kids locked down and have them not enjoying what is a wonderful time of year, the Halloween period, the trick-or-treating, the fat goose hunting, whatever it is they're doing. So the kids are coming uh, to the driveway. It was decided that people would put a bowl at the end of their driveway of sweets for the kids. So again, I don't trust that because I know if it was me, an opportunist, as a kid, I would have just lifted the whole bowl, put it in my bag, and I'd have just done a full racky around the street and left with a big Santa sack full of sweets. Which, I mean, 
to be fair, I, you know, I would have tried eating them the one night. So, I mean, the three kilogram bag of nuts and raisins, mm, don't know. So they all decided to do that. My wife was really embarrassed that we hadn't done that. She was really keen to do it. So what I did, again, thinking about the carrots and the coleslaw, was it just brought my green bin to the front of the house, opened it up and just said, fill your boots, lads. So I just kids coming around, scoop it into my green bin, just basically fucking all my slops in the bag. It was great. And then you, then you none the wiser. And it was a real... It was a really good time. You know, I enjoyed looking out into the street. Again, this is the weird thing I've only found out too because of the group WhatsApp, that if you're in your house and you have a light on and the windows or curtains are open, people can see you. So I was just standing there naked looking out into the street and people were like, that's a problem, Dave. You can put clothes on. And I said, in the sanctity of my own house, I'll do as I please. But that's what I got up to uh, over Halloween this year. And, I mean, to be fair, I did enjoy it. You know, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty good. You know, are, are you normally a Halloween guy? No, would this be something you're coming around to? I, am I right in saying last year when we were doing Boy Town, we spoke about Halloween? You're like, I just don't do it. I just couldn't be bothered with it at all. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just something to do, isn't it? You know, I think it's people are like, is it tied in to like what's the reason? But what was the original Halloween? Can you can you Google it there and say like the origins of Halloween? Because does there something to do with the harvest? And then how did you go from, like, the harvest to being, like, loads of dead people are coming back? You know, it's a weird, you know, it's a weird flip, that. It dates back to the ancient Celtic festivals. Oh, I so the boys, B-H-O-Y-S, are just loving it. Uh, Counted out 2,000 years ago, mostly in Ireland, the UK and France celebrated their new year on the 1st of November. Oh, so it's a new year celebration? Yep. Why do they wear rubber faces? That's what I don't know. You know, weird. Like, I mean, if you're going to wear a rubber mask, do it at the weekend. Don't do it, you know, do it regularly. Do it at a sojourn. Don't be doing it. Uh, trick-or-treating. Yeah, trick-or-treating. This is good. On All Souls Day in England, people would give out pastries in exchange for prayers for their dead relatives. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a lot more grim. So, like, basically, are you trying to... So, let me get this straight, right? In, in the olden days, they went around to the house and, like, just knocked someone's door. And then the person at the door would have given out, it, like, I know a fray bentos to somebody and then they would have just gone <laughs> I pray for you so they'd knock a door and be like what What have you got for me mate and they'd be like oh I've just got this uh, steak and onion pie cheers got any dead relatives bro and he's like well I mean my, my, my granny's died nice one here kiss your hand takes a hand Rub a dub dub, three men in the tub, rest in peace, bro, and on you go. That's sort of, is that, that was it? Pretty much, by the science of it. I love that. Yeah, your masks, masks and costumes. Ancient Celts would wear masks to avoid being recognised by ghosts. By ghosts? Yep. I mean, definitely wearing a big a big mask wouldn't draw attention to yourself. You'd be like, why, is it, why, why, here, excuse me, why, is that, is that James? Walking down the street there wearing, like, it looks like a white pillowcase over his face. Is that, what's he up to? Is he dressed? Oh, he's in the clan. Oh, my mistake. Sorry, James. I swear to you. So, weird that this all starts. And again, every single culture has something that is a tradition that if you actually went back to the start of it and looked back on now, go, that's very, very weird. Like, I mean, am I, what happens is if you see somebody wearing a face mask and you stop them in the street, obviously before these times, and they're walking about, say they're wearing, like, a big, like a... SpongeBob SquarePants mask, right? You're just walking down the street, you see your neighbour wearing a SpongeBob SquarePants mask, and you stop and you go, Is that you? Is that James? I'll use the name James again. Stuck my James, is that, is that you? Yeah. Are you alright? 
Yeah, what do you mean? It's like, it's very, you're wearing a SpongeBob SquarePants mask, just, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just going to get milk. What? But why have you got the mask on? Oh, it's just because if it didn't have the mask on, ghosts might recognise my coupon and, you know, one thing might lead to the other and, you know, who knows what could happen. And you're like, aye, Jamesy, good luck to you. And as soon as he turns his back, you're like, I know one thing that's going to happen. Muckamore Abbey's getting you impatient. And as I James, he's walking down the street with a SpongeBob mask on, trying to hide from ghosts. You know, it's very, very weird. But back in those days, people just, you know, people didn't butt into other people's business. So they let them just do whatever they wanted. You know, people would just be going out li- living their best lives. You know what I mean? Equally knocking at someone's door for pasty. Yeah. I know that's very chancery, isn't it? They just turn over someone's door and go, she's been kind of a pasty. Like, I would do, you know, you wouldn't mind making us a pasty. Oh, yeah, certainly, but what am I going to get in return? A prayer? A prayer? For who? Dead, dead family? Your dead family? And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> Matt Mary meant a lot to me. I mean, go ahead. You know, it's very, very odd. It's a very odd bartering tool. Again, I would be like, can I have a pasty? And I'd be like, yeah, well, what am I getting for it? And I'd be like, I'll give you a tenner. You know, I mean, that's a dear pasty. I'll buy several pasties off you and give you a tenner. You give me five pasties, I'll give you a tenner. What about that? Two pound of pasty. That's a fair deal. Like, that's business. But back in the day, maybe when that all started, there was no money. And people just, you know, had to swap things. You know, I, I like the way, like, like to do that in prison. Again, normally what's exchange. I watch the show The World's Toughest Prisons with Raphael Rowe. Good show, would recommend. And on that, like, people do build wee things in prison to offer for money. So, like, things made out of soap. You know, ultimately, they are blades to murder other people. But they are, you know, they make these wee things in arts and crafts. They're like, what did you, what did you make today in arts and crafts? <laughs> Alessandro I was like, oh, I basically made just this full machete just out of my earwax that have built up over the years. Oh, very nice, very creative. And what have you made? Oh, I've just made these knuckle dusters um, just out of, you know, bits of fluff from under my toenails and just fucking batter people. And, and what do you then do, um, Gary, for for exchanges in prison? And, and what do you use for money? Oh, my arsehole. What? Yeah, I just let people have a bum at me. And then, you know, I get stuff. So, I, you know, again, it's another thing they're talking about in prison. This dude was really rich. They were like... You're really rich. What all? What what privileges do you get being rich in prison? He was like, just baked beans. You know, get baked beans when I want, get my clothes washed. And they're like, and you're the equivalent of a millionaire in prison. He's like, yeah, living my best life. Get get clean water. Get my clothes washed. Get baked beans. Holler at your boy. <laughs> you know that was was what what it was like. But yeah, it's it's bizarre. I'm fa- I'm feeling very very sh- very. very interested maybe on another day if we weren't actually just in the middle of recording a podcast I'd probably just get up loads of like uh, classic original traditions and where they, they form because I'm interested about that. Maybe we do that at Christmas because I, I know a few Christmas traditions that are pretty weird Um, one in particular, have you ever heard of the woman Grilla? Have I told you this on Boytown before? I think so. In different countries there's different things like so here obviously we have uh, Santa and like what's the issue? So say you're, you're Good boy all year. What do you get from Santa? Presents. If you're a bad boy, what does Santa leave in your house? Cool. Correct. Which, in today's day and age, is a fossil fuel. You store that away. Whenever lockdown escalates even further in a year or two and you literally need it to survive, you'll be, you know, being a bad boy will pay off. You know, maybe that's why they say women love bad boys because they know they've got, they've got that energy. You know, they're just going to be like, why do you love a bad boy? Because he's got a full coal shed. You know, that's what I'm saying. Um, but... In different countries, everything's always about trying to coerce your children into behaving. That's what I figured out about Christmas. Every story is like, look, basically, this will happen if you're bad and you get prizes if you're good. You know, if you're a bad boy, 
Santa will give you coal. If you're a good boy, lots of presents. Did you ever get any coal from Santa? I once got coal from Santa, albeit it lost its effect because the coal from Santa came inside a garage on Tracy Island of the Thunderbirds. So I, I got coal, but it was in the garage where Thunderbird 2 should have been, but Thunderbird 2 was on top of the uh, the landing pad on top of, of the swimming pool at that point, so it was fine. I stuck a coal, I said, fuck it, and put some Thunderbird 2 in. But that was, I think Santa tried to make a point. You know, Santa Santa was kind of just like a really weak husband. You know, he's like, he tries to make a point, but his wife's just like, I fuck away off. You know, I'll do it anyway, you know, spend the money, who cares? Um, so that happened, I got cool. But in other parts of the world, they, they have like just different tales. I'll tell you some, some of them real quickly. There was one um, in somewhere in that, uh, those guys in, in Scandinavia, I can't remember exactly, called Krampus. Have you heard of him? Krampus is basically, I want to say he's in Norway or Denmark. No, yes, he is in Norway, I think. Krampus, but Krampus is like a sidekick of Santa. So like... Krampus would come out with Santa. Santa would give you presents, but if you were a bad boy or girl, Krampus would scare you and beat you with sticks. So like you're like, right, okay, listen, you've been good. Santa will give you some goods. You know, more think about it, Santa may or may not have been in the mafia. You know, you may be good to me. I give you some presents if you bet. My heavy gun beat the shit out of you with sticks. And again, I sort of think sticks. Like why, why sticks? And to me, I don't think Krampus thought his weapon through. Like he, I bet he had a real fucking sweet stick that Santa had built them. And then he was like, right, you can come with me the first time, see how it works with the kids. We'll try it, Krampus. All right, Krampus like dead on. He brings him up and he's like, did you bring your stick, Krampus? And he's like. A bollocks, I fucking did it. It's here somewhere. And he goes, you need something to beat these kids with. And he just fucking goes, right, gotcha. Like a broom, whoops the kids. That was Krampus. That was kind of a bit, you know, a little bit scary. And then sort of on a on a level up from that in Iceland, there was a woman called Grilla, right? And Grilla basically, you know, it sounds like it's this, this, this little woman. You're like, that's not too scary. Grilla lives in the mountains with this uh, dog called the Yules. The Yule dog or something I know fuck stupid but the, the crux is Grilla gets hungry around Christmas and eats kids so she comes down from the mountains and if you're fucking about you're not getting beaten with sticks you're getting eaten you know like properly eaten put in the stew busy in Iceland they're like if you're a bad kid you get murdered by woman and eaten by cannibal you know it's that's what happens if you kids are lying there in the bed going oh please I've been good all year. And then Mike I bet you there's the old dad would like put a wee fucking bonnet on and look into the shadows and be like I'm going to eat you. And then the kids are having a fucking worst day of their life. Mum and dad just laughing their balls off behind the door. That'd be great. And I'm a favourite. I think the guy's name is Johnny. You could fact check me this. This is a character in South Africa. In fact, I maybe need to do it myself. I feel like it's like Johnny. But the gist of it is, Johnny, um, is, is can you, are you checking this? Try South African Christmas folklore about a grant and type in like granny and cookies as well because I think basically what happened his granny was really stressed obviously she had some underlying mental health issues which weren't diagnosed at this particular point and she had spent all day baking cookies for Santa Claus yeah so she booked these cookies for Santa Claus and then set them out right and then Johnny ate the cookies that she had spent time making for Santa Claus and the granny obviously with her underlying health conditions and problems rather than being like oh Johnny we bastard I need to you know she basically went in their kitchen got a hammer and beat Johnny to death so that that's a fact what they say happened in South Africa and the tale of Johnny I think is that he then comes back as a ghost to warn any kids that are going to eat Santa's food 
And they'll be like, I would not do that if I were you, because you may get beaten to death by your granny. Um, and did you find that? Something about it? Or have I... I, you know, guys, listen. This is going to be it's going to be great content in the podcast. But I'm going to go on here and I'm going to find what this is. Um, Chris, uh, Christmas, South Africa. What did you, what, what did you type in? South Africa Christmas killed granny cookies. <laughs> Let me see. Oh no. Um, gra- what I found for that was, uh, I mean. Fun time in South Africa. Grandmother 71 dies of shock as she's forced to watch her three grandkids held at gunpoint. Next story, man's hacked to pieces in front of partner in South African robbery. Sly. Um, let me see. South Africa, Christmas, South Africa, cookie. And is it folklore? Is that what it's called? I think so. Cookie, uh, folklore. I mean, if I've just made this up, I, I mean... Yes, African tra- Christmas traditions, and that would be it, wouldn't it? African Christmas traditions, Johnny. African Christmas, tra- I'll try Christmas traditions. Africa. <laughs> it's, it's specifically South Africa, I'm pretty sure. South Africa, Johnny. I've just made it up, it seems. I mean, I'm, I'm entirely sure that this is... You know, I'm pretty sure... I'll, I'll have a look nosy in the computer here. Hold on. I'll just type Krampus in because I know I wrote stand-up about this, so it should be in there somewhere. Christmas, there we are. F- sorry, I've made an error. It's not Johnny, it's Danny. All right, so let me go and see this. Christmas tradition, South Africa, Danny. Here, listen, have you got it? Yeah, we have it. Yes, it is true. Sorry, I got the name wrong. It's Danny, obviously. Let's have a look there, and I'll read this exact story. Um, also, by the way, they just eat KFC in Japan. Pretty weird. Those guys are always up to strange things. Um, where is it? 777. And also, they love Poon as well in Barcelona, which is pretty sweet. Um, oh, where is that? That was a great... I'm delighted with myself here, so let me see. In South Africa, Christmas is horrifying. That's what I wanted. The ghost of Danny. In South Africa, Christmas is horrifying. Why do you ask? There's a legend that describes a boy named Danny who, upon seeing a large, lovely plate of cookies that his grandmother baked, couldn't resist his urge to eat them. And what did Grandma do? Killed him brutally with a hammer. And now Danny's spirit haunts homes at Christmas. Long story short, don't eat your granny's cookies. All right, so there you go. Fact proven. I'm just, oh no, I've just broken my phone. I'm just, I'm just, I'm an Alex Jones guy. I'm just, oh, I sound weird. I sound mental, but I'm always right. There we go. Speaking of always right, you guys are the guys who need to fucking write reviews to this podcast. And please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Um... Again, the the support to the podcast since we switched over to basically I don't I don't know this guy's head to get big, but since Ben's come on board and we switched the video, put your arms down. Um, the listens have been going up every week. People are checking out the video. People are re- reviewing the podcast, and I appreciate that. So if you can take the time, if you haven't already, get over to Apple Podcast, rate and review five stars. Let the most underrated podcast in the country rise up the charts. Get behind it, and let's see where we can go feeling that just share it in your stories put it on Instagram whatever if you're listening let people know share it about that would all be helpful and then if you're really really interested and you want to see you know me and Ben naked in a pit full of snakes and oil 
you can go over to Patreon and check out, just type in Slag Eye Podcast on Patreon. You can put it with Dave Elliott too, because that's my name, and you'll, you'll find it there. But basically, on Patreon, we do a lot of weird things. We put stuff out there. We just, um, Ben, like, what, what was your latest suggestion for Patreon? Or are we going to hire people with, with maimed fingers to, oh, yeah. to do thumb wars? And, and I mean, I'm interested in that. I'd be keen to check that out. But what you do genuinely get on Patreon as it stands is an early release of the podcast. You get one extra podcast a week. And not just an extra podcast, an extra sly podcast. I'm a little bitch. A bitch about people. A bitch about my friends, my family. A bitch about um, local celebrities or just general celebrities. Other comedians. I dish dirty laundry of all the other acts that I know on that extra side podcast you want to know some more about that get over there as well as that I've got some tasters from some projects that I've done I've got some stand up clips other bits and bobs so you get early release of the Sly Guy podcast and loads of other shit so I mean there you go for all less than a fiver get over there Sly Guy podcast on Patreon it's a great place we're basically trying to push our manifesto forward. I know it's US election. I don't know anything about that, but we're pushing our manifesto. You know, again, if people on Facebook who know nothing about coronavirus can put their agenda out there and say whatever they want, hey, I can say whatever I want on my Patreon. You know what I mean? It's good to go. And um, guess what? Do you know, Ben? No. Guess what? Have a guess. Shut up. The fact of the matter is we have a new sponsor on the podcast. Very exciting news to finally get uh, a new sponsor in the podcast. Again, we've got Old Faithful Modest. We have Manscaped, but we have a new sponsor in the podcast, a sponsor that I can highly recommend, and that new sponsor is Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos. A bit of a tongue twister, but I like it. And we're speaking on the podcast a few weeks back. Somebody asked me a question about another well-known burrito brand. And I had to step in and I say, listen, I do not mess with that well-known burrito brand. You know why? Because I don't like it. Try and say well-known burrito brand quickly yourself. It's difficult. But what I did say on the podcast was I like Bebe Adrianos. And I stand by that. Bebe Adrianos has won awards. It's won the best Mexican restaurant in Northern Ireland. But a year ago, I don't know who won it last year because I haven't done my research, but they won it two years ago and they're back in the running for it this year. And that's because they've got my backing. Because, I mean, you know me, Ben. I'm I'm pretty surly. I'm hard to win over. I'm bitter. Um, but I do recommend this place. It's in Bangor, the kingdom of North Down, my hometown. So it's, what, 20-minute drive if you're a Belfastard? Get yourself in the car, get down, get the Bebe Adrianos, get a burrito, get a burrito bowl, get a fajita, get whatever you want. If they serve it, obviously, if they don't, you're not going to get it. But it is a great, great place that provides quality food using only the freshest, locally sourced ingredients. Everything is prepared from scratch on the premises with burritos, fajitas, salad bowls and special box meals. These babies right here, um, which are all actually as well as being delicious, pretty healthy. So if you're a physique guy like me, you want to look after yourself, there are options available. And again, not just the best Mexican, they won awards for that as well. What else do you want? If you haven't already tried Bebe Adrianos, what are you waiting for? They've got their own bespoke app on any app store you can get on your Android, you can get it on, on Apple. And whenever you get the app, you get 10% off your first order. Or if you want to be like me, personable. You want to pick up the phone, you want to say, Bebe, I'm ready for you to come by my house, deliver me that meat package for me to put in my mouth, pick up the phone and dial 02891 47 99 88. And you will not 
regret it. And if you do, I don't want to know because I have no interest in people that don't appreciate good food. Look at me. I didn't get to this physique without fucking eating the best. You know what I mean? And Sci-Guy Podcast is also brought to you in association with Manscaped, who are the best below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess, which is weird, but they do, over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, listen, it's autumn. The trees are dying. The leaves are falling from the trees. They are gathering on the ground, and kids are coming and playing with the leaves. And that could be your pubes. Not that the kids would play with them, but you could, like the tree, you could shed your leaves, except they're not leaves, they're pubic hair. You could shave your pubes, drop it all on the floor. You could play with it if you want, but definitely don't do it with kids because that is really weird. Um, and that's what you can do, Lawnmower 3.0. It's new, it's improved, it's the greatest ball hair trimmer ever made. Suck my dick, Da Vinci, because this is better than any invention you made, and you're dead, and you couldn't even make a helicopter. But anyway, Manscaped's third-generation trimmer features cutting-edge ceramic blade, which reduces manscaping accidents, thanks to the Manscaped advanced skin-safe technology. People often say, does it come with bells and whistles? No, it doesn't come with bells and whistles. It comes with a long-lasting battery, an LED light, and a charging stand. Boom! What else do you want other than a charging stand that can present a tool that lets people know you shave your dick and balls or vagina if you're a woman because, again, it is called Manscaped. It is directed more towards men. But if you've got a fanny as well, you can just you can shave that muff. I don't, you can do whatever you want, all right? Live your best life. Um, is it waterproof, a lot of people say? Ben, is it waterproof? Yes, it's waterproof. So you can shave your balls when you're at the swimming baths on a Sunday whenever coronavirus restrictions are lifted. Get the bubbles on in the hot tub. Shave your balls. Yeepah! That is what we want. And you can get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code SLYGUY. Ben, what's that code? SLYGUY. All capitals at manscaped.com. It's 20% off and free shipping when you use the code MANSCAPED. Or when you use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. Jeepers, I lost the run of myself there like I was wearing a SpongeBob SquarePant hat walking to buy milk in the shop. Shit. But hey, guess what? Ben, have another tool. Are you hairy man? Sorry. Do you have nose hairs? Yeah. Guess what? Weed whacker, bro. That's actually really tickly. <laughs> you can get that too. You don't have to cut your nose hairs again. I'm an old guy. and My hair is starting to grow on my ears. My hair is starting to grow up my nose. i got the weed whacker. I now have no hair in my nose anymore. I'm winning at life. It's great to be me right now with no nose hair, no ear hair. And also, you know, if you, if you really want it, what you could do, this baby hair is so precise. You could just get the lawnmower 3.0, trim your beard right down really, 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 really tight, and then just do art with this. And you could almost have like a like a beard, like Prince, you know, really, really thin. You can sort of whisper it around. You'd look really rare, but, I mean, you could definitely do that if you wanted. So if you want 20% off and free shipping, go to manscaped.com and use the code SLYGUY, all capitals. And last but never least, the SLYGUY podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer, the beer of the SLYGUY podcast. Modest are an independent craft brewing company here in Hollywood, and they make delicious beers and they're adding that to the already existing craft beer market they don't want to take over they just want to add with what i think is the best craft beer on the market if you're keen to know more contact modest beer via instagram facebook or twitter at modest beer or go to their website ben which is www.co.uk not com fuck's sake ben's co.uk fucking hell but i mean you know what you know what if you're an ultimate fan of this podcast you know what you should do 
go on Patreon. First of all, subscribe for a fiver. Watch the footage of me drinking modest beer, shaving my balls, and eating Mexican food. That's what it's all about. And you could do that too. We'll actually maybe do a live podcast, should we? Get a live podcast on the go someday. I'll drink some modest. I'll eat some some Mexican, and I'll shave my pubes, and we can all chat. How about that? And again, if Trump wins the election, you know, let's get him on board, sponsor it too, you know, Trump 2020. I shouldn't say <laughs> But also respect the Biden too, you know, because they're both old guys, respect. Um, ben, how long have I been talking shit here for? Wait, 35 minutes. 35 minutes, fuck that, guys. That's the end of the podcast. No, only joking, we have some listeners' questions, and by some, you guys have come through again. Lots and lots of listeners' questions. Let's get through them. But before I start, I think, have you noticed, is my tongue catching? Like, is it making a weird... Like a little sort of noise, is it? No. I feel like my tongue is catching on my teeth. I went to a hygienist today. Have you ever been? No. To a hygienist? Well, do you know what a hygienist is, Ben? First of all? Not really. It's like a similar to a dentist. Yeah. Well, this is what I thought. I thought a hygienist was a dentist. I thought dentists were hygienists. I thought, you know, hey, you're a dentist. You may as well be able to clean the nashers too. No, a hygienist is a separate role. Apparently, a hygienist looks after your gums and not your teeth. So I had a bit of an injury a few weeks ago. I think, well, did I even speak about it in the podcast where I broke a tooth in the middle of COVID? Real shit. Had to go and get his tooth out. Long story short, my dentist, who had been dentisting on me since I was a young boy, has left and now he's been replaced with this lady who is fucking sly she is so sly to me and first of all i went in not knowing her trying to just be friends you know i was like listen i had great banter with this guy my dentist me and my dentist from when i was four years old you know he did everything looked after my teeth he probably groomed me a bit but he also made sure i had great teeth well so he said turns out what my teeth were were a fucking sham my teeth were like an old man there's a wee bit of interest in DIY doing an extension in his own house he shouldn't have done it he's fucked the house my dentist fucked my teeth this new lady comes in basically tells me I have the worst teeth in the world she's like yeah you know why you've got like a little bit of broken tooth and I went yeah I do it was I, I was told before by my old dentist that would just stay in there she's like nah it's got to come out that could get infected your whole brain could become infected and then I said maybe that makes a lot of sense maybe I'm already infected maybe that's why I talk so much shit Maybe that's my get out of jail clause. If ever anyone says you said something in the podcast, I'd be like, I've got a brain infection, my friend. You should be proud of me that I'm even out doing the podcast in the first place. But she said, Yeah, that's got to come out. And then I thought, Right, okay, fair enough for that. She booked me in for an appointment. Before she booked me in for the appointment, she's like, You got to go and see the hygienist. In my head, I'm thinking the hygienist is just going to like, you know, spray minty water in my teeth to just make them pretty shiny ready for the dentist to take a tooth out nah not the case before that happened broke another tooth had to go and see the fucking stick filling in there went to the hygienist today the hygienist basically in a nutshell Ben took a sharp piece of metal and just scratched all my teeth and she was like yeah basically what it is you get some like plaque in your teeth or something or and then you just have to scratch that off because she's like and I, and I, I must admit I do clean my teeth Twice a day, um, every day, without fail. She Then she criticised me, 34-year-old guy, the hygienist, like, maybe you're not cleaning your teeth right. And I have a two-year-old, and I clean her teeth. So this hygienist was like, no, basically you need to get on the gums, on the teeth, and blah, 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 and really go at it. So I was like, okay, do what you need to do. So she got this nail. Basically, it was like a nail. She got a fucking nail, right? She picked up a nail and just scratched everything around my teeth. So 
all I could taste, it was like I was sucking on pennies because she just cut all around all my teeth and my mouth just full of blood. I looked like I had my fuck kicked in. She gave me a mirror and was like, look, she, how patronising is this? She gave me a mirror and she was, this is how you need to clean your teeth. And literally was scrubbing my teeth on the gum line while I held a mirror while my mouth was just pissing blood. It was like I was coughing up blood from a bloody inside. This hygiene is just torturing me. And then um, to make matters worse, she was like, yeah, you owe me 60 quid for the pleasure. And now I know a lot of guys out there do pay for pain to be inflicted in them and they get some sort of pleasure out of that. But I will let you know I did not have any sort of erection, semi or otherwise. What I did have was really, really sweaty shins. And I've never had sweaty shins before. I just remember sitting there being like, my shins are really sweaty here. This is so sore. I'm sweating at my shins and don't sweat at my shins. Sweat was running down my face. Blood was just pulsating out of my mouth. And it just wasn't a good experience. And you know what makes matters worse, Ben? In two days, I was going to the fucking dentist to the remnants of my tooth taken out. So I'm just having a shit time. And now I feel like she's scraped so much, probably just off my actual teeth, that my tongue keeps catching. This like what now feels like a shelf on the inside of my mouth. So I'm fucking miserable. You know, but at least everyone knows now I've got a brain infection. I don't have a brain infection. I may well get a brain infection. I've been told by my dentist, who wasn't my friend, you know, but... That's where we're at. And that's what's distracted me. So anyway, did I start the listeners' questions or did they go off on a tangent? Didn't make it that far. Fuck's sake. Anyway, listeners' questions. Naomi Mitchell has said, unpopular opinion, but pasta is better than pizza. Stick your meat feast dominoes up your hole. Aggressive. That is very aggressive. I must say, I don't, eat, I don't really like dominoes. You know me, Ben. I'm a man who likes the better quality food. I'm I'm I I'm most I look like and I behave like Luciano Pavarotti. You know that's I like that and when it comes to my Italian food I like to try and have the best. See I'm a Mexican, that's why I recommend Bebe Adriano's rather than any other stupid place with people with septum piercings and green hair calling me man bro dude. You know, fuck that. Give me nice food and that's all I want. Um and the same with my with my pizzas. Now I must say I am a big fan of pasta probably if it's like this is the thing if pasta's done well it's nicer than pizza i think you know like if you're in a restaurant you get a really good like say you get a like a real nice seafood pasta there's nothing better you know really fresh seafood nice bit of cream garlic delicious whereas pizzas there's only so much you can do with pizza pizza's always pizza you can get a nice pizza you know um and other than that like what's the nicest pizza is there anywhere you'd recommend pizzas Mm mm-hmm Four stars, pretty good. Well, I mean, you're 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 a brand guy. Everything I've just said there about supporting local business. Ben's just gone fuck that. I support the conglomerates. I'm getting behind him. He's actually wearing a MAGA hat. He supports Trump. Big up the Trump squad. Um, yeah, four stars. All right, it's better than the OM and the So I that's Domino's I spelled there. I uh, definitely agree with that. In Bangor, I still haven't found a, found a pizzeria that I can stand over and recommend the way I can stand over Bebe Adriano's. But what I will say. And again, this is not sponsorship. This is just honest opinion. The best pizzeria I've ever experienced is here in Hollywood, and it's Pizzini. So big shout out to them. Um, and I'm going to literally have a Pizzini for my dinner. And my online fitness coach, John Joe, can suck the back of my dick. And probably get at me. Luckily, I will be losing weight this week. But anyway, um, Jamie Harrison has said, Hello, David. Would you rather never shower for a year and also never wipe your bum or do a bungee jump? Many thanks. That's easy. I hate heights. Like, I hate heights. I'm terrified. But there's, you know what I hate more than heights? Having an itchy hole. So for sure, I would, you know, I, I would I would just do the bungee jump. I'd have to ensure that, like, the weight 
restriction on the bungee jump would have to like hold like half a ton like the big show or zoom wrestler to make sure i don't die or when i do the bungee jump then my legs don't dislocate because i'm a hefty man um but i just think the pain like the pain of having an itchy arse and not being able to deal with it would be too much do you ever have an itchy arse man no not since i was very young very young being what 25 yeah, sweet. No, I, I, I think that it, yeah, it's definitely a problem. Like sometimes, like I, 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 I'm a man who again I take a lot of care of my teeth. Well, so I thought until I got totally schooled by a hygienist. But um, you know, maybe I need to go and see a doctor about my anus. You know, maybe that's something to do. You know, maybe he can get that get out there with his nail and scratch my arsehole and say, you know, show me how to clean my ass properly. Maybe that. Like as far as I'm aware, I don't think. That there's any right or wrong way to correctly clean your asshole, am I right in saying? Like, you know why you can go to a hygienist and they can scratch your teeth and tell you how to clean your teeth? I don't think there's any, like, specialist doctor that's like an anus master. Like, I mean, that would be a great <laughs> name for a doctor. Like, you're a doctor, you're a consultant, you're like a pediatrician, you're a, well, you, what else are you? Oh, I'm an anus master, you know, I am, I'm, what, what do you master in? Well, the anus. Like, ailments of the anus like any sort of colonic art no just the cleanliness of the anus um i have like you know he just has a bidet on site and then maybe some wet wipes and just you know just the full works because again a lot of the time if you're just wiping shit off your ass with toilet paper you could do with a wee bit of moisture in there you know and i mean it's not always practical to spit in your hand and wipe your arsehole with it i mean it sometimes if it's all you've got and again i wouldn't be a big advocate of putting baby wipes down a toilet so what i would say to do is maybe just wipe your bum with the baby wipe then maybe put the baby wipe in your pocket and just you know find a bin and put it in i don't know but again i think like in our culture over here with global warming we should definitely consider erecting more b-days about the place maybe even public b-days you know i have to go to those wee drinking fountains Maybe you have public B-Days as well. Or if you don't have a public B-Days and you want to be like, you know, a, a protester or like an Antifa type, stand up and fight for your rights, what I'd say to do is maybe start using water fountains as B-Days in public. Yeah, a few people to begin with will raise eyebrows. You know, but again, if Rosa Parks hadn't sat where she wanted in that bus, black people still wouldn't be allowed on buses. So what I'm saying is if you don't want to rinse your anus with a water fountain, you know, maybe it'll just never be accepted in society to have a clean asshole. But, Jamie, thanks for that. I would rather do a bungee jump because I feel strongly about having a clean asshole. And if any of you guys out there are anal masters, you know, let me know. I'd be keen to find out. Uh, Woodsy, Rory Woods has said, what is your opinion on the air fryer? I don't know what an air fryer is. Do you? So three things that basically bake your food. So you don't put any oil or anything on them. There. And what do they do? Well, you put your, like, your potatoes or whatever mm-hmm. put it on and it just heats it up and turns them around into like a wee pie no just do you have one one right I'll make a deal I'll come to your door I'll knock a door I'll say a prayer for someone that's dead in your house and you can just give me something from your air fryer sounds like a good deal yeah. um, but no I'm definitely going to try out an air fryer I'm, I'm interested in it if we had internet in this studio which we're getting by the way because um, I know you love to watch your wee football and stuff when you record a podcast um and that's probably that's on my note on his report card for end of term stop watching football um, but yeah we'll maybe get on and watch a, an instructional video of how to you know use the air fryer um, Mark Beggs has said good morning Papa Pump uh, when is the appropriate time to put a Christmas tree up also what will be in Santa's big brown sack for me this Christmas um, something from Wayfair I want uh, a new cabinet from Wayfair 
from Santa this year. Um, no, only joking. I actually have asked my wife. Again, this is the annoying thing about my wife. I love her to bits, but she just ignores me, everything I say. For my birthday, which was like a month ago, I had picked a really nice jacket. It was an Arsenal jacket. It was Adidas, all red. Even the Arsenal crest was red. So it was subtle. You know, I could have worn it on stage. It was that good. Could have worn the podcast. I made it very clear. That's what I wanted. And you're like, how, how did I make it clear? You know, you give wee hints and stuff. I said to her, see that that jacket that's on my computer screen there? I want it. I'll send you the link. She went dead on, sent her link. Didn't get me the jacket. So I want that again. I want some... Uh, airpods but then she was like you'll just lose the airpods so i went okay probably not get airpods so what i'll probably get this year is whatever the fuck she wants to give me whether i want it or not um and i told my parents that i wanted um their house basically i said i would like my inheritance before you you die and then whenever you do die i will ask some wee fucking weirdo from my street to come and pray for you at my front door um, Luther Valentine very sexy name I said Subway of choice for me meatball cheese toasted obviously lettuce red onion tomato olive jalapeno which is of course jalapeno uh, and a slab of ranch on honey oat wee cookie to boot must be a 12 incher discuss please Um yeah, I mean, if you're going to Subway, you don't want anything less than 12 inches. You know, like sometimes when I'm hungry, I have to sell for a 9 inch and they don't even have 9 inches in Subway. You know, work that one out. But um, for me, my Subway of choice, do, do, do you know your Subway of choice, Ben, if I were to? No. Are you know Subway guy? Not really. As in, have you ever had a Subway? Yeah. And were you just not keen on it? It's a sandwich. Yeah, but you've got it wrong. I will come. We will make a video for Patreon. We will go to Subway. It'll be like, um, you know when those guys do videos and they're all like blind, like little blind kids and all, and they're like, oh, I can't see. And then some like creepy doctor from America comes over and puts these glasses on. They're like, I can see. Or else they're deaf. I can hear. That's what it's going to be like when I bring you a Subway and get you a proper Subway. Whenever I bring you in a Subway and deliver you the 12 inches, you'll be happy. Um, but my Subway choice is 12 inches, Italian herbs and cheese. It's a chick, chicken and bacon ranch, so you get your chicken, your bacon, boom. On top of that, you get regular cheese, but you say, excuse me, sir, I like double cheese. Put an extra bit of cheese on that. Then stick in the toaster, of course, because if you don't get it toasted, you're mentally unwell. They pull that out. They say, what do you want in that? I say, I want some lettuce. I want some onions. And sometimes, if I'm feeling pretty frisky, I'll get those wee gherkins on, but that's only if I'm feeling frisky or very hungover. Then I'll say bit of southwest sauce now i will stop them because sometimes they saturate in southwest sauce like you could make a sketch about someone working in subway and it'd be like just put it put it all together and then just go shh like hose it that would be a great sketch just hose it all down with the sauce i just say i want the line and then they give me a bit of coke sniff that and i say a bit of southwest sauce but also just a line of southwest sauce please too much ruins the flavor you know what i mean i'm all about flavors um so that is my subway and normally that would be if I'm if I'm hungover, which isn't really anymore because I don't drink because um I'm apparently on some sort of like watch list with a PSN. I have a drink, whatever, fuck's sake. Gareth Jordan said, What's your favourite video game and why is it Metal Gear Solid for the PS1? Gareth, it isn't Metal Gear Solid for the PS1 and why it isn't? It's because I'm not a fucking nerd virgin loser. And um, my favourite PlayStation game ever, or just game ever? Probably, you know, I'm gonna say San Andreas. Um, for is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where it was like gangster because then the gangster rapping all the time it was in LA I like LA I like the game have you played it? yeah would you recommend it? yeah did you like it more? did you like Vice City more? 
Or what's your favourite uh, Grand Theft Auto game? Grand Theft Auto 5? I don't really... can't really remember them, to be honest. Anyway, Did you just say to me there, generally, I mean, hopefully we can get the audio sorted, I just can't remember anything. No, I can't <laughs> All of a sudden, he's just had a real moment, like an aneurysm over there. Honestly, I can't remember anything. <laughs> no? I can't remember. What sort of games did you play? Just, you're just a FIFA man, aren't you? Um, yeah, any open world game's pretty good. Which is just all the Grand Theft Auto games. Um, do you like uh, Tomb Raider ever? Like original Tomb Raider I liked back in the day. Probably the PS1. I liked also like Goldeneye on the N64. It was pretty dope. Um, I don't know. I, like, I used to like wrestling games back in the day. SmackDown vs. Raw, pretty good. Um, I think actually it wasn't the original. What was the original one called before it was all SmackDown? It was like oh, Unforgiven or something. But it was just a really good old wrestling game. Whenever you could cut people, I enjoyed that because again, you know, people are like, if you do stuff in in video games, you're gonna do it in real life. And like, what's weird about that is you're hanging around with a gorilla, a dinosaur, a mushroom and a fucking guy with a really small head. So, I mean, you're not going to do that in real life. So why if I cut somebody in a wrestling ring when they're wearing pants, I'm going to do that in real life. Get over it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's hard, hard to pick my favourite all-time game. You know, that is tough. There's too many good games. I'd probably say the most joy I ever got from a game was, yeah, probably San Andreas. I'd say I enjoy, used to enjoy FIFA, but I fucking hate it. Um, Jamie Blobby said, cheers for the complete mug-off in the podcast last week. You really are one sly bastard. You're welcome. Uh, Dara Conlon said, hold that, Davey. On Halloween night, multiple kids decided to break the COVID restrictions and trick-or-treat. The we see next Tuesdays. Oh, we're quick to turn out. We're quick to turn whenever I kneecap the child dressed as Trump. But anyway, how was your Halloween? Listen, I think we covered Halloween there quite rightly. I hope, again, because this is the politically fair podcast, you f- went out and found somebody that looked like Joe Biden and shot them as well. I mean, obviously, if you're going to kneecap a child dressed as Trump, that's fair enough. I would say, you know, if you're going to, you're not going to find a kid that looks like Biden, you're just going to have to shoot a pensioner. But hopefully, you have done that, um, following from that in the interest of fairness. Matthew Sterrett has said, did anything go wrong on your wedding day? We got married during a heatwave and my wife fainted just after the photos and missed most of the day. Now, I like what you're doing there, Matt, because maybe your wife listens to this podcast, but what you're saying is that she fainted and missed most of the day. You haven't said that anything went wrong on your wedding day. You're just saying that she fainted and missed most of the day, which is win-win. You've got married. It's in the bag. She goes to sleep and you just get to get a blitz on with your mates what I did at my wedding I mean I didn't actually do that I hung about with my wife most of the time but then when I got a window of opportunity I did leave I went out to the the back and um, behind the the venue maybe or maybe I did some things that were illegal maybe I didn't you know all I'm saying is I felt pretty loose afterwards and yeah I need to take a modium for a few days let's just leave it at that, um, but no, nothing really went wrong on my wedding day. But what that, what that actually was something that I don't think I've actually mentioned before. Um, on a podcast, there's a true story when I was getting married. Obviously, as tradition would have it, you're a man, you um, stand at the altar and wait for your wife to come. And as time goes by, you get a little bit nervous, you know, you get a little bit like, oh no, this is a bit um, worrying. Hopefully, she'll show that's fine. I get a bit nervous. My not actually at this point, nephew, but he's my nephew now because I'm married, you know, married in. Came up to me, nine years old, and he said to me, my my father-in-law to be, it's called Norman, right? So he comes up to me and he goes, you know why she's late? And I went, 
no, Ethan, why is she late? And she goes, because Norman's at home polishing his Prince Albert and then just walked away. Obviously, a nine-year-old didn't know what Prince Albert was. I looked across, see Catherine's brothers just pissing themselves because obviously I told this nine-year-old that their fucking dad's at home polishing his Prince Albert. And the funnier thing about it was it was only after the speeches and the drinks that I actually spoke to Norman. He was like, actually, genuinely was doing that. Couldn't find a brasso anywhere, but he got it. He shined his Prince Albert. He got it out for everyone to kiss because it's a weird family tradition and we got married and that was great. Um, Michael Kerr said, Hey Dave, I'm sure you know at this time the podcast comes out, the US polls will be in. Assuming this is recorded before the results, what are your predictions? You know what? I'm going to say Trump will win. I feel like it's just something that you can't predict, but I'm doing it because I think he'll win. I feel like the common sense would say Biden should probably win because of how divided everyone's been with Trump, but I feel like 2020 is just a gift that keeps on giving. Trump's going to win. The gates of hell will open, and we'll have a bit more banter about it. Chris Kavanagh, Papa Spera, congrats on your anniversary to the King of North Down Municipality. Well, that's easy to say. Um, was, I was recently having a stupid argument um, with one of my mates over something that happened years ago, and we still bring it up to this day. was only stupid because he's completely wrong, though. Got me thinking, do you have any grievances and or beef that pops um, a pulsating vein in your head every now and then, either with your wife or one of your mates. P.S. I'm spreading your slice seed all over Denmark. Hey, you and Krampus both, my friend. Um, is there anything that really annoys me about my mates? Um, just Shane and Boytown, really. You know, and that's, anytime I think of that, I think, thank fuck, I'm finished with that dick. Um, but <laughs> no, other than that, I don't really, um, nah. I'm pretty all right. I still get annoyed about certain things, like Shelby's in Hollywood. Thankfully, that's shut now. Um, really stressing me out and annoying me. Um, but no, nothing in particular. Normally, I, I squash a lot of beef. And again, whenever you are the king of the mountain, it is very rare that you're wrong. So, you know, that's where we're at with that. Johnny Maxwell, did she and Todd steal Paddy Raff's Nigel at BT9 stick with Mike McGoldrick? Um, I mean, what I'm going to say about that is... Shane's been doing Mike McGoldrick for far too long, probably like fucking 10 years or something. And as Paddy Raff keeps saying, he's just been doing comedy for two years. So, I mean, you know, unless Shane's devised some sort of time machine, I'm not going to think he stole that character. And to be, to be fair, both characters are very different. You know, I don't think there's any kind of similarities between both characters who are posh, obnoxious, hang out with local celebrities, um, and are just basically... They're similar, you know. They are. They're very similar. Um, but I don't. I don't think Shane stole that. Maybe it was just, um, what's that word called? Ben parallel thinking, perhaps from Shane's point of view. After he used the time machine because he's been doing it for far longer. But I mean, I don't want to go into that any further and risk being the victim of legal action. And by any way, because again, it's very common in the Northern Irish comedy scene to threaten other comedians with legal action if you don't like what they're saying um, String Ninjas have said all shares will be repaid with a legitimate hug litigious fucking use English would you yeah, bollocks um, when it's medically safe to do so yeah String Ninjas have a podcast guys check that out again if you ever send me a podcast question to plug your own podcast you'll be cast aside and you'll be forced to kiss the brassoed ring of my father-in-law's Prince Albert all right, and I mean, you may enjoy that, and it is a treat to a lot of people, but anyway. Kentia said, hello, Big Daddy, what size are your feet? Size 12, thanks for asking. Kim Bryce, 
She's an honorary sly heart here. Why are you so funny? Listen, a gift from God. I've been put in this earth like Jesus, but for a different reason, not to forgive your sins, because, I mean, who gives a shit? I'm here to make his laugh. Christopher Porter said, thanks for the spy guy last week. Dave, I did try to get my girlfriend to do an impression, but she's camera shy. I would play the video. You sent me a very funny video of your girlfriend saying, fuck's sake, which, to be fair, she needs to work on, but it wouldn't pick up on the podcast. I couldn't play. But your question for this week is, you seem to be a fantastic singer. I am. But um, have you ever been told you look like you've been separated at birth from musician John Garrity? Um, and could that maybe explain your musical talents? No, I've been separated from birth from Luciano Pavarotti. And I am him in another life. So, And he is also a good singer, but I am better. Andy Lee said, Good evening, Papa Dave. Hope all is going well at the Elliott household with the new baby. My question tonight comes from years of thought and debate amongst bacon fans. Are you a red sauce or a brown sauce man on your bacon bap? And it's considered to be treason to be able to have either red or brown sauce and change between. Loving the podcast as always. It's been an amazing escape for me in the last few weeks as I sadly lost my grandpa a couple of weeks ago. And thank you for bringing joy back into this difficult time. Well, I appreciate it. And again, obviously, sorry for the loss of your grand, your grandpa um, and if you would be prepared to make me maybe a cheese and onion slice I could come to your door and pray for him if that's something that would make you feel better or if you just want to call me granda you can do so but for me um, you know what I think it's 2020 we shouldn't be forced um, into partisan lines If you sometimes I fancy a bit of brown in my bap sometimes I fancy red sauce sometimes I, f- I put barbecue sauce in a bap and I know that is pretty sacrilegious but that's sometimes what happens so I think listen man um, thank you for your kind words and um, just you do you if you're in the mood for a bit of brown sauce have brown sauce if you're in the mood for red sauce red it up my friend but whatever just keep eating bacon sandwiches they're good for the heart 8 star said I heard rumours the reason Boytown boring ended was because Shane's basically Ellen DeGeneres of the Northern Irish comedy scene and made people's lives in the workplace hell is this true Ben is that true Okay, it's legal because, again, as I said earlier, people in the North Irish comedy scene take legal action against people. Um, now Halloween's gone. When does the tree go up? If your tree goes up before December, you should be cast onto a hulk and sent to the ocean to die. All right. So anyone that puts it up before December is sacrilegious and a piece of shit. Guys, speaking of pieces of shit, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already rated and reviewed the podcast, please do. If you haven't already checked out the sponsors, that's Bebe Adriano's and Banger. Definitely recommend get in the car, get down, get to the Gold Coast and enjoy what is genuinely the best burrito you're going to put in your mouth hole anytime. Same modest beer, delicious beers. They've got variations. If you're Scottish, get it in there. And also, if you're not Scottish, who cares? Tastes good. And here, listen, I hate pubes. Shave them. See you next week. I'm the slack guy.